What's going on, family? Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Murph and Coach K. And we got some stuff to get into. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. There's a lot going on out here in these streets. So we're going to do our best to tackle each and every of the, the, the heavy hitters this week. We're going to talk a little bit about John Morant um, and Bede's chase for MVP. Of course, we got to sneak in some NCAA. We're early in the tournament, but there's been some wild finishes already. Uh, and then we'll get into the free agency frenzy that has been this week with some trades and free agent signs. We're going to give out, hand out some grades. We're going to play teacher and hand out some grades to these teams. And yes, there will be one or two that will get an F today. And then, of course, we'll wrap up by showing you how to spend your money this weekend. So we're going to start first and foremost as a follow up with the John Morant situation. So last week we just talked about the situation in general. Um, and how we felt about the video and um, him taking care of himself and all that kind of stuff. But now we have a number to put it, you know, put with it. So A-game suspension for Ja, and really they're they're roping in the games that he already missed. So really he's missing two, three games, right? And so he's eligible to join, uh, join back with the team on Monday. And uh, sources say he probably will sit out there. Uh, but return on the next game, which I believe is Wednesday. So, so fellas, how do y'all feel about the John Morant situation? Do you think the suspension was too light, too harsh, or just right? It was bogus as hell. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell everybody that, like I told in the group chat, if I am Gilbert Arenas, I, I need a reimbursement on on 40, 35 to forty game checks. Cause that's ridiculous. Like I don't care if he owned it, if it was somebody else. He's in possession of it and flexing it on Instagram for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about him. Ha- even if it was his, nobody cares about him having when it's the you. I I said it on last week's pod. It pretty much any profession. Ninety percent of professions, if you are just flexing a firearm, whether it's yours or not, you're probably getting fired. You're getting some type of suspension, and it's not going to be like, oh, just just take a week off without pay. Like, nah, he should have got fifty games. Um, so the only reason why I could think of the reason why they did something like this uh, was to pretty much save the playoffs. Um, and, I, and I did get that confirmed by by a league source of mine. That, you know, just, just look at the dynamic of the West. I mean, you got LeBron that'll possibly be limping in in the playoffs. Um, you got the Warriors looking trash on the road. Um, so you, you're looking at... I mean, Denver always finds a way to underperform in the playoffs. So you're looking at these teams like, you know, the Clippers who always find a way to get injured or the Suns that always find a way to get injured. Um, a new team like Sacramento, uh, Minnesota team without Cat, even though I think he's trash and he doesn't really matter. But these are names and teams that people are looking forward to to see in the playoffs and a lot of them may be a shell of themselves or not even there. So of course you want 
the big name from the young hot team, especially if what if they end up facing, um, you know, the Warriors are also, I mean, pretty much any team because of, you know, he wanted to stick his chest out and say, we're good in the West. Now we're anticipating that we want to see that. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's let him come. Let's let him come. I think when he comes back, I think he only has like one, maybe two role games, everything else is at home. So uh, they're probably looking at it like, well, we don't have to worry about him. We can keep our eye on him per se. And I'm using air quotes because we know he's going to be in Memphis majority or for the rest of this, uh, this season, but uh, until the playoffs. So uh, that was too late, too late. Coach K, what are your thoughts, man? Um, I agree with uh, <clears throat> Coach Murph. It was way too late. I mean, you know, I mean, we saw what happened, <clears throat> you know, in the in the league before when this, you know, when, when stuff like this happened. And I think really, you know, it's just uh, I think I mean, if, you know, it's from what I had heard too. You know, uh, Memphis was basically trying to, you know, I guess punish punish Ja in a way. So that the whenever the league handed out their punishment wouldn't be as harsh and like I mean obviously like it it's 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 like a slap in the wrist compared to you know what it actually should be um, and I don't know like for me it's it's like I mean what it boils down to is you know Ja just needs to hang shoot like just get around different people I don't know who whoever is whoever he has like in his circle like it's it's um. I don't know, man. Like, once you get to a certain level, like, you know, your your circle needs to change if you want to keep, you know, um, you know, getting towards, like, to get as high as he's projected to be. I mean, he could, he could very well be, like, the next face of the league or one of the people who could be one of the, you know, faces of the league after LeBron, you know, is, is gone. But I don't know. Like, for me, I'm a job fan. But, I mean, even I think – I think he shouldn't even be able eligible to even return this year. But I mean, I guess I get it. But I mean, you do what you do for the money. But still, at the same time, it's uh, it's it's really they might as well not even have did anything to be honest. Yeah, I I look at this situation from a couple of different angles, and uh, 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 Coach JP three before before you get into that breaking news, Purdue is trash. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and for everybody else, they are now the second team in history to get bounced first round by a 16 seed as number one. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm throwing my bracket away. Like, yesterday was bad enough. I'm definitely throwing it away now. Bro, well, Farlid Dickerson or Dick Dickinson? Like, what? They they lost to a guy, a person. That's not even a school. I'm I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Oh, okay. Big time. I didn't do a bracket this year, so I'm just I'm just loving seeing this, and I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have threw my laptop through my TV or something. <laughs> yeah, we definitely gonna tackle Purdue later. I we got I got some hands for them, not just words. I got some hands for them. Uh. So for this John Moran situation, I look at it from a couple of angles. So first of all, 
I know um, we saw the the article that the Athletic released about the Grizzlies have decided to leave road cities like Miami immediately after the game instead of staying overnight. And Ja's not with the team. So you're doing that to for the rest of your players. So this makes me think that there is a culture issue with several of the players. And so you're trying to protect some of the other guys now. Cause Ja can't join you until next week. So it's like you want to start early with the other players. So I'm like, who else is out here tripping? So that that was one thing that came to my mind. Um and then like the whole interview with Jalen Rose and I watched most of it that he did um a few days ago. I look at it and I'm like, yo, like this is way too early. Like he he didn't come across as a dude that's like, you know. Hey, all right. I'm. Go- I know I'm gonna be reinstated. I got a lot of work ahead of me to work on myself and 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 get through this. Um, he didn't sound like he sounded like he all good to go now. And I'm, bro, it's like, bro, it's been like, what ten days. And if you talking about you got mental health issues, there is no way you're going to solve that in ten days. No, no way. And anybody out there who's been to therapy knows that it's not going to be solved in ten days. I don't care how good your therapist is. Like, so I'm I'm questioning he might feel better based on the conversations he's had so far with the therapist. And I'm I think he's at a spot, you know, sometimes you have like a little bit of a of a breakthrough in that in a wake-up call. And this whole thing could be a breakthrough and wake-up call for him, right? I certainly hope it is. But sometimes you feel better than you actually are because you feel better than you were. So because of that, it's kind of like this false sense of security, like, okay, yeah, I'm good now, until something else happens. And then you find yourself back in the situations that you were previously, because you didn't have it figured out as much as you thought you did. That is what where I think John Morant is at now, because he sounded way too confident that he was through the situation completely. Uh, And I would like to have seen him acknowledge the fact that, hey, I got some growing to do and I'm going to continue to handle business off the court to address those things while contributing to my team on the court. That is what I wanted to hear him say, because he is certainly not out the woods yet. Um, So I'm a little concerned about that, that this won't be the last that we hear from John Morant in a negative light. Uh, and, And I also... Um, look at it. I, I I wholeheartedly agree with y'all about the 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 playoffs and and him being a high profile superstar and everything like that. Uh, and to your point, Coach K, a future face of the league, because the Zion experiment has not worked out so far. Right, that was going to be their guy. They were ready to move forward with Zion taking over that mantle uh, and kind of transitioning as LeBron transitions out. But Zion is street clothes 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he can't, he's not on, he's never on the court. So Ja being from that same draft and being electrifying, they're like, hey, at least we got him. And if you were to do this punishment, you wouldn't have him if you were to do it right. So I think it was too light. I think Ja is too, too secure right now. And, and where he at, where he's at, I think he's fooling himself. Um, 
And so, man, I, I wish I wish him the best, but I'm a little concerned. So that's my take. Man, it was just because that therapy stuff was a PR movie. I know it was probably, to me, it probably was one of those things like, all right, well, I'm going to just go here just to give something to the media. But he probably went in with the intentions of thinking, and of course, this is all of su- assumption. He just went in with the intentions of like, uh, I know what I did was wrong, but I really don't feel like nothing is wrong with me per se. I just got caught doing some dumb stuff. So he's like, I'm going to just go ahead and do this just to make them think like, oh, look at Jod's taking initiative and, you know, to which could also help cushion the blow. He just wasn't sitting there like, he was just, he did that to save himself. He has too much money on the line with other companies and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, and all it takes is for, for his team to make the playoffs and be in like a game seven situation and they lose and it's like, or they lose on top of that, like maybe a few injuries happen to other teams and stuff, and they we look at them like, dang, that really could have been y'all's year, and y'all ain't do it because you wanted to show your little pea, pea shooter gun on Instagram. So yeah. I ain't buying it. I'm I'm. I feel better, like, cut it out. You never felt like something was wrong with you in the first place. And and that's the other side to it that you just articulated is if he didn't walk into it, taking it seriously, nothing's going to help him. It's all just going to go in one ear out the other. So because I'm an optimist, I tried to see it as maybe, all right, he thinks he's better off than what he actually is because he had a couple of good sessions. Uh, but, yeah, he could just not. He could have walked in and sat down on the couch with his fingers crossed the whole time. And just like, I'm just doing this to do this, like you said. So we'll find out. We'll find out sooner or later if he ends up in another mess here or not. His therapist was probably Kyrie. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Uh, Simmons <laughs> back up. <laughs> oh, man. For real. Like, let me tell you about mentality imagine ben simmons trying to talk to somebody about mentality absolutely not absolutely not. there you could give me a free session with ben simmons talking about mentality and i would not take it not take it. i'm not showing up you can have him come to my house he, i won't let him in absolutely not no no nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. i had to sit here and spend my time watching you brick all these shots and sit on on the bench these now you owe me so <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, but for folks actually playing on the court, what we got is we got a little uh little back and forth here going on. The Denver Nuggets have have slipped the last few games. They've lost um they lost like four or five games in a row, and then they won their last game. Uh and they're at 47 and 23 in the West. But the Philadelphia 76ers have won six straight games. And are overall just one game behind uh, Denver in the win column there. So, and B's been dropping about what thirty six points a game and double digit boards. And so, my question for you all is: it, Joe, the joke Joker was the big talk here for MVP moving up, and now Joel Embiid's coming up strong, and Jokic is kind of regressing. 
do you see Embiid taking over the MVP for this season? Man, I could definitely see him taking over, like, at least for right now, just because of how they've been playing. Um, and obviously, like, <clears throat> like you, like you alluded to it, I think, I mean, it doesn't look like Denver's been the same team over the past, like, you know, since, um, since we've come back from the all-star break, but I think, you know, I mean, we're starting to see, you know, why Embiid and Jokic will probably go down as two of the best big men, at least, um, at least at, uh, um, at least in this, at least in the NBA right now. Um, I mean, you know, I think, yeah, like, uh, and and Embiid is like you said, averaging. He's averaging somewhere around like thirty six points for like the last ten games, and then he's also uh, he's actively leading the league in, in as far as scoring right now too. Um, he's starting to turn it on. Um, but actually, even though uh, the Nuggets are number one in the West, um, Philadelphia is only like one game behind them. I mean, and I don't, and I don't think that they're going to catch. Uh, I don't think they're going to catch Boston or uh, Milwaukee, but I think for right now we can definitely say I think it's going to be one of those things. Though it's probably going to come down to like the last, you know, it'll probably come down to the like absolutely last minute um, as far as. Um, who's going to end up winning it? But right now, I would say like Embiid is definitely my like my I guess you know my number one. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I'm looking up where they are overall this year. So yeah, I mean, Joker's at basically 25, 12, and ten per game uh, this season, and then you got Embiid. And he's what, 30, 33, 33.5 or something. Yeah, he's at like 33 points, um, 10 rebounds and four assists per game. So I I think I think MB got this. Cause I, I think some of it is for especially as a voter, is is how you finish. And so your last impressions of Embiid are going to be most likely more more desirable than your last impressions of, of Jokic. And so I think that's going to help him moving in when in the previous two seasons, Joker has finished very strong and Embiid is kind of like, you know, here and there um, has some inconsistency down the stretch. So if Embiid is keeping, it's not, you know, they're neither one of them are out the woods yet. Like they, they still have to maintain, uh, Embiid has to maintain his level of play going out. But I think if he does do that over this last, these last few games, mm-hmm. he should get the MVP there um and and if i'm him then i'm like listen i don't have to be number two or number one in the east i just got to do better than denver we just got to do better than denver is and if i'm putting up these numbers and we finish better than than denver then i should be getting this mvp so that that would be my mentality if i was him but i definitely think he deserves it what do you think coach murph Giannis deserves it and, and this is because people change the narrative every year. It's just like, oh, well, this person is the best player on, you know, uh, the best team in the league. Last time I checked, the Sixers are behind the Bucks, And record-wise, also, the Nuggets are behind the Bucks. And I can, can I not interest you in 31-12 and five and a half? 
that Giannis is putting up. Also, you know, going a stretch without Chris Middleton and having Chris Middleton come off the bench. What is going on in here is that, you know, people want to get infatuated with, uh, you know, these triple doubles by Jokic. And like, yeah, they're good. And he, you know, he's impressive when he, he does them. But also, I mean, his team is, his team is, loaded. yeah, his team is loaded compared to the others. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got MB with, you know, uh, a hit or miss Harden in an uprising, uh, Maxi in an overpaid Tobias Harris. And then you got Giannis who had was missing Chris Middleton and now he's coming off the bench and you know pretty much relying his set outside of you know Drew Holiday, you, you got uh you know Brooke Lopez who had a resurgence to pretty much be that that third best player on the team for him um until Chris Middleton get back into rhythm. So you you have Jokic chasing, you know, uh of milestone in history where he could possibly get three MVPs and you know there's like oh we can continue this narrative then you also got MB who was like well you know he was runner up the past two years and I feel as though if we don't give it to him here then he probably never will get it so now they're just overlooking Giannis yeah I, I agree with that. I'm not even mad at that. I'm not even mad. Because, and then if they did give it to Giannis, I wouldn't be upset either because I think he deserves it as well. Um, and I know he's missed a few games as of late, like off and on, but he's played the vast majority of games more more so than Embiid has. Um, so no, Embiid is out for a little stretch. But yeah, I think I think, I think think that's that's well said about, yeah, like, man, we did give it to to the Joker over this over this dude for two years, like and he balling out this year. Like let's just let's let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. And Giannis has his already, um. So let's give it to him. But yeah, if if Giannis were to get, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, but we'll see. They still got to finish strong. No matter who it is, they got to finish strong here in the last handful of games. Yeah, and that's and that's why again why I say it's probably going to be one of those things. It's not going to be decided until the last. I like the absolute last minute. <clears throat> yeah. And if Jokic wins, it's because somebody forgot to turn their vote in on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this is it's a <clears throat> close race, and I, I, I like it. I like it. Like, I like the kind of ambiguity of it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, well, and now I think about what you said, Coach Murph. Yeah. Cause you had Giannis winning, like he had a stretch where it was like defensive player of the year, MVP, MVP, and then he won a championship. And then everybody was saying they got Giannis fatigue. And so they switched it to Jokic. And then now Jokic got it two years in a row. And it's like, all right, is it Jokic fatigue now? And and then, yeah, so very interesting. The voters could be very interesting at times. I've always had Jokic fatigue though. <laughs> You've always had Jokic fatigue. But yeah, more to come on that. Uh, but two teams that have really surprised a lot of folks this year um, are the Knicks and the Kings. And so, not I, not not you, Coach Murph, not you, <laughs> but most most other people. Uh, yeah, like 
I'm trying to think back to a year where the, both the Knicks and the Kings made the playoffs at the same time. I had to be a teenager. I had to be like that long ago where both of them were in the playoffs. You know, Kings since like the Chris Webber era, the Knicks. Mike Bibby. <laughs> Mike Bibby. The Knicks were, you know, Melo, uh, Jason Kidd. Uh, and then they did have a year a couple years ago, Julius Randle. Um, so, yeah. I, and so the question for us here that we're going to try to tackle is, do we have more faith in the Knicks in the playoffs or the Kings in the playoffs? And the Kings. <laughs> the Kings. Kill the suspense. Bro. No, what, what? Because, because, bro, there's, well, one, you just have to look at, you know, the East compared to the West. The West is in such disarray right now that is really anyone's game. You got KD limping into the playoffs. CP3's injury prone. Uh, you know, I already did the whole thing, but like, when you look out East, you you look at the Knicks and and they're doing really good. That acquisition with Jalen Brunson helped a lot, but you have to go through a Giannis. You have to go through a deep team like this, like the Celtics. You have to go through an MB. You have to go through a playoff Jimmy Butler. Like these, there's just a lot more threats out in the East right now, um, and that's why I would give more. Um, I got more faith in the Kings. And then even though, like, this is the Kings' first time making the playoff in forever, but this team doesn't strike you as that we're happy to be here. You know, kind of like that, you know, this doesn't strike you like that Timberwolves team a couple years ago when they're over here. You got Pat Bev dancing on the <laughs> – <laughs> dancing on the scoreboard because they because they make the because they won the play in you know what I mean this is a team that's just like we're supposed to be here um, and we can go toe to toe with anybody and they showed that all season yeah so I'm oh, sorry go ahead coach K oh I was just I just want to take the opportunity to uh, just say um, I'm very disappointed with. Uh, a lot of decisions that have been made with the Bulls organization, uh, specifically when it comes to why the hell Patrick Beverly was even considered to be on the team. So um, I just want to say that, and uh, I'm not a Bulls fan, at least for the rest of the season. And I'll I'll, I'll rethink my um, my status going into the offseason after I figure out a few things. That's all. Hey, hey, Wait, he's never missed the playoffs. He he never missed the playoffs. Hey, about to be like Aaron Rodgers, bro. It's going like, <laughs> to be like September, and like it, it's almost the NBA season. And this dude, you gonna be on a darkness retreat? <laughs> <laughs> you should be. I mean, y'all y'all can still make the playoffs. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Y'all number like, y'all y'all. Yeah, they're number twelve. They're what, like a game out, uh, or two, a game and a half or so out. But not with the schedule we have. We 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 could probably get like maybe two more wins, and that's it. <laughs> two? Nah. Their schedule. Nah. Their schedule's tough. Like 
the next like the next three games is tough because I mean you got the Heat, you got the Sixers twice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean y'all can beat the Blazers. No. Yeah. I mean, hey, maybe, maybe uh Pat Bev have a chip on his shoulder against the Lakers. Anyway. You saw what he did to his you saw what he did to his old team, the Clippers sent them home. Man and danced on them. If he if he has a chip on his shoulder, it's gonna be a potato chip that somebody threw at him. Like, <laughs> wow. hey, yeah. No, nah, like okay, so we nah, got a that schedule is tough though. Yeah, I was trying to give y'all some type of hope, but I mean oh, nah, especially I... with Indiana being above y'all. I mean, I feel so, like they're more likely to make it than I... than y'all because I, I see I, I the way it looks right now, the only team I think the East is pretty much set, but the uh Pacers and the and Washington will flip. I think that's the only thing that will really happen. I don't think Chicago will be able to yeah. go on a, a little run. I give us two wins, the Hornets and and the Pistons. That's it. Yeah. Y'all should win those two games for sure. We should. And if you lose one of them, I'll be the first to let you know. <laughs> Please do. Oh, man. Well, you know, going back to the Kings and Knicks, I look at it, I look at it, if the playoffs were starting today, the 4-5 matchup in the East would be the the Cavs and Knicks, which I think would make a really good series. Um, and in the West, it would be um, – the yeah, so Knicks, Knicks and Cavs, and then Kings and uh, Timberwolves. The two seven matchup. Well, it, it depends because that'll be the plan. Yeah, true. So they would play. So the teams behind it. So I mean, you you would have Timberwolves, Mavericks, Lakers, Thunder. Yeah. As possible opponents, and if anything, it'll probably be. I think it'll be Dallas. I don't see the the Timberwolves beating Dallas. I that's that's a tough matchup. No, nah, because they can't. Dallas can't play defense. They and one and one thing the Kings can do is put up points, and they can do it in abundance with you know four, five, six different players where. Uh, you know that Dallas got two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what if it's the, what if it ends up being the Lakers with a healthy LeBron? Uh, I the only teams that I can see them beating, I feel like they can beat every everyone else but the Lakers. That's fair. Okay. And do you think the Knicks could beat the Cavs in a series? No. No. Okay. That's no. I I think I think the Cavs will wrap that up in six. Uh, you gave more than me. I gave him five. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked at five, but I'm I'm just gonna give them six and expect Brunson to be able to carry them that extra game. That could be a fair assessment. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. Yeah, we I'm just glad that they both playing well and are relevant. And should make the playoffs pretty exciting. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. I love watching the Kings play. Love watching it. In mm-hmm. fact, sorry, Coach K, the Aaron Fox broke y'all's heart the other night with a game winner against the Bulls. No, he don't want them to be in the playoffs anyway. He don't care. 
<laughs> he was celebrating. He was celebrating like Pat Bev when he hit that shot. Standing all on his couch. Man. When Halliburton hit that shot, bro, I, I, I went out and bought a jersey, a, a Halliburton jersey. Bro, he's a beast. He is. <laughs> he's like a beast. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, NBA playoffs are going to be amazing this year. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, I don't know. I just want – who knew that uh, – that what was it that $20 million contract that, that gave Julius Randle was going to be the key? One of the keys to their success, mm -hmm. but yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely trust the Kings more than the <laughs> more. Than, I don't trust the Knicks at all, um, and and I, not because Thibodeau's their coach, but just because I, I still feel like they're they're at least a couple, at least one or two pieces away from being like a. A really, a really any kind of threat in the East until I mean they'll they'll just be one of those teams that just makes it to the playoffs. A really good team that makes it to the playoffs for me. Yeah, I and Austin. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I struggle with um, um. Gosh, I had his name on the tip of my tongue too. I forgot it. Um, for the Knicks, R.J. Barrett. I struggle with him because he is very hot or cold. He, I've seen him play really well, and I've seen him stink, stink up the joint on numerous occasions. And it's like, which R.J. Barrett are we going to get in the playoffs? Mm. But I trust De'Aaron Fox. I trust Sabonis. I trust that whole what they got going on there in Sacramento. So, Mike yeah, Brown. I was also thinking, like – like I, how I told you with Sacramento, I I trust them beating anybody in the plan um outside of the Lakers. But you I mean, we we say the Cavs, but um the Knicks could easily fall to like six. Or well, yeah, they, they can fall to like six. So now we're talking about them facing a team like maybe the Sixers or or Boston. There's just a lot more room for error with them because of the standings are so close. So, and I feel like with everybody kind of in their, their realm right now, the, the Cavs will be their best bet to move on. But if they mess around and land on somebody else, they don't have anybody for an MB and their, their depth isn't, it's, it's not matching up with, with Boston. Right. That's true. That's true. I have liked uh, Emmanuel Quigley. Uh, Quigley, I, I, I've liked watching him play, especially when he filled in for Jalen Bronson. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll be here to cover it right here on the coach's box once the playoff picture gets set for us. We're gonna switch over to college basketball real quick, and just wanted to give our predictions for the men's and women's NCAA tournament. Um, and then some reactions from what we've seen thus far. So, uh, Coach K, who you got winning the men's bracket and who you got women uh, in the women's bracket? Man, I'm probably going to say uh, UCLA uh, for the men's. I watch I, – I caught a little bit of the game, like, um, yesterday, and they, they, have a, they have a really nice squad that can score. Um, I like how their teams put together a little bit more. So I would I would go them 
uh, for the men's uh, <clears throat> for the men's bracket at least. Um, for the women's bracket, I'll probably have to go with Stanford. Okay, so there's going to be an upset happening there in the women's bracket. Okay. You think there's going to be an upset? Well, because everybody, including myself, is picking South Carolina to win it all. Mm-hmm. Including me. Back to back. Back to back? Yeah. Listen, the one thing about the, the March Madness, the women's bracket and March Madness is that it's typically a lot more consistency compared to like with the the men's would be because yeah. I mean South Carolina is a powerhouse. We already know what UConn did during their run. It's just I, that's I just feel like South Carolina is not only the safe pick, but it's the right pick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Stanford, they're a good team. They got a good team. Their women's basketball team is really good. I just don't know if it's enough to beat South Carolina though. Yeah. It'll make mm-hmm. it that's for sure. We'll see. I mean I like to live on the edge sometimes, so you know we'll see what happens. I mean, I am a. I respect that. I respect that's a bold. Yeah, he is a cowboy slash bears slash bulls fan. fan. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. That's so sad. (laughs) Man, a lot of pain, man. Like it is a lot of pain, but you know what? Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So. Yeah, that's the quote for the quarry and all my gamers. If you know, you know. It, it's just like you, Coach K. You like a fan of all the has been. It's like, hey, all we used to be good type. <laughs> man. Oh man. I will say, I will say, I did not support the Bears while they had Jay Cutler. I hate Jay Cutler. So. <laughs> well, yeah. See, that that was a good decision. That was a good yeah. decision. That's that's the, my most hated quarterback of all time. I can't stand him. Of all time, Man, I don't even know who Lions would be. I never thought about that. Oh, that's just some hate and stuff. Yeah, I'm always on the hate up for real. <laughs> Dang, now I gotta think about that. Most hated. I'm gonna think about maybe I'll come. Yeah, ever. Yeah, I'm gonna think about that. I might say something towards the end of the pod, but that's yeah. tough. It is tough. I'm about to process this weekend. Write some names down. Make a pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Coach Murphy, what are you thinking about? I know you said South Carolina on the women's side. Who you got in the men's side? Man, I am taking Alabama. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'm taking Alabama. I know Brandon Miller ain't looked too hot during his first game, but we all know that ain't going to last long. And, uh, you know, with everything that's happening off the court, I know all he wants to do is lock in. Mm-hmm. So I I, I, got, I just got to go with Alabama. And that, no other team really, like, intrigues me like that. Um, and I like their – you know, I like their route to the like the final four better than like anyone else's team, especially that, you know, in in beating Maryland, like San Diego State is a, a solid team. But I mean, like we know anything can happen in March Madness. And if 
What if Furman turns out to be that Cinderella team? That's going to end again. <laughs> so, um, and plus they got the they got like both of the big upsets on on their side of the bracket. So I'm just like you know, that that's two that's two teams right there that if they happen to go on a run, that they'll just go ahead and, and dust them off like you know they should have been in the first round. Yeah. I got Alabama as well. Alabama, South Carolina. And so, Coach Merv, you being a resident in Arizona, I like to give you. I'm transferring. <laughs> I'm transferring. Everybody, I get my master's from the University of Arizona in 20 weeks. I am embarrassed. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm leaving. <laughs> That's ridiculous. They've been they've been piss poor for the past five years when it came it comes to the to March Madness. I they they just soft. It's like they they flipped the switch the opposite way. Like when you're supposed to turn it on, they just turn it right off. Mm-hmm. Princeton, Princeton, Princeton. I don't got much to say. That that they're just they're just they should they should just start doing the NIT or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, I'll even say like Houston. <laughs> I was watching a little bit of that game last night. They didn't even look like a number one team, and they still won. They they didn't. You are correct. They 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 had me a little nervous there throughout the game. That game was too close. Yeah. To yeah. But yeah, they about, they about to get bounced by Auburn. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm not pleased with what I'm seeing for for some of these teams, but yeah, I do like I do like Alabama's chances there. Um, and, but like Purdue, come on! Like I knew Purdue was the weak link when it came to like number one teams and in, in the different regions. I knew that going in, but I at least thought they win the first game. Like, yes, but listen, the boiler, the boiler makers got boiled. That's all it was. Boiler makers, Sheesh. like that. You got, you got those two big guys. You got those seven footers out there. Nothing, Eddie, and I forget the other guy's name. Nothing, nothing. Get bounced in the first round. Yep. Bro, no excuse for that. They should shut down the program for at least another year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No scholarships awarded next year. No scholarships. <laughs> Arizona ain't getting no scholarships. Scholarships. Virginia ain't getting no scholarships last year. Fur, fur, fur man. Yeah, oh, like that. that's actually surprising. Fur. Like Virginia getting bounced like that. It's not surprising. They love, they love getting bounced. Man, just yeah. trash. Absolute trash. But yeah. Hey, I'm excited about it. I love this time of year. Love watching the tournament. And the thing is, there's gonna be more upsets to come. Like, that's the crazy thing about this. Is that we're gonna be here talking about how this team over here is trash and that team over there is trash because they got upset as well. So and my next upset I'm calling is Michigan State over Marquette. See, hmm? no way, 
นะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนะนOh man, that would be funny if Michigan State actually pulls that off. Oh, I can't. I I hope they do, just so we can talk about it on, on the show. Absolutely. No, we just gonna talk about how Marquette won. <laughs> so, so if Marquette win, if Marquette win, we just not gonna talk about it. We just gonna act like that wasn't just said last week. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, man. Nah, you gotta face those demons. <laughs> hey, we shall see. It's gonna be fun. It would be fun. I mean, I, I love this time of year because, like, you know, the the players, like, you can tell they care. They care a lot, and, except for Arizona. They clearly didn't care. But, like, you know, like, they they care. I, the funniest reaction was the dude, um, what was it, from Furman, that uh, – so when the guy from Virginia turned over the ball, he just, like, threw the ball in the air. Like, it was, like, the weirdest thing. And the dumbest thing. It, it was so dumb. I don't. I don't understand. And then they caught video of one of the Furman players in the tunnel, and he's talking to somebody. He just turns and looks at him like, "Yo, he just threw the ball up in the air." Like he was like he couldn't. Fit, he hadn't processed what just happened. He's like, "I can't believe the dude just threw the ball up for grabs like that." I was like, I, "Man, bro, you're a senior, and you make a play like that." Yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad right there. That's that's bad basketball. You had a timeout. And another another news break. Uh, Anthony Anthony Edwards had to get helped off the court. <sighs> Bro, they're I'm not... telling you, the West is in disarray. There's something out there. I might got. I might have to move back east for a little bit. <laughs> Man, it's all on good. I might mess around with it. It's all on Goody Roberts. <laughs> Rudy Gobert saves the day. Yeah, Goody Roberts. Goody Roberts. Yeah, I bet you they would have. They, they would have wished they had D'Lo right now. <laughs> yep. yep. Instead of the Stifle Tower, man. Yep. Stifle Tower. <laughs> boy, oh boy! All right, oh. we we go switch gears to some NFL. Well, all the free agent moves and trades going on. We're just going to go over a handful of teams uh, and give them a grade for um, their offseason acquisitions. So we will start in Atlanta. What grade do you all give the Atlanta Falcons? I give Atlanta an A. I love, I love what they did. It's like, I mean, they were they were a competitive team last year. But you know, picking up—I mean, picking up players on both ends. Um, one of what I like most was the the Taylor Heineke pickup, because I mean, I just feel like he's a baller, and I feel like their team is good enough, especially in that uh, in that division, that they could fight for a playoff spot. And if Ritter doesn't do well, you have somebody that can step in. And and play that you give them another a weapon and John New Smith. I know he didn't get to do much with uh, the Patriots, but I mean the, I mean the snaps just wasn't there. Um, you pick up Jesse Bates That's on the defensive end, huge, huge pickup. So, 
Um, I just I just love everything about it. Caden uh, playing linebacker. They, this is like a this is like not a win now type mode, but this is kind of like oh, this could be the team to be two to three years from now. The only thing that I hate about this is that with the moves that they made, this will be the perfect time to snag somebody like Lamar. That's the only thing. That's the biggest downfall for it, is that y'all could acquire Lamar and this will really shoot y'all over the top. And it just won't be like, oh, they're they're a potential playoff team. It's a, They're a playoff team and could possibly win their first game. Yes. Yeah. Securing Lamar would get you the division for sure. Yeah. And and a pretty good matchup prior to the playoffs. I agree with that. Coach K, you're great for Atlanta Falcons. I give them an A too. I mean, they they definitely made enough moves to be a a formidable a formidable team for the years to come, especially with the Heineke 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 pickup as well as you know the just different defensive pieces they've added as well so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do next year all right next team up let's go with the carolina panthers shout out to my boy miles sanders man we gonna miss you but i know you had to get this step in um i mean they're i would give them uh I'll give them like a C plus, uh, maybe. I mean, you you lose, um, you know, you you lose Gilmore, but I mean, I know he he had the injury issues. You get you a a really good running back in Miles Sanders. Uh, you still that I mean that quarterback position is still up in up in arms. We'll see what happens come draft time. But the Von Bell pickup uh, was big. But I mean, it's just kind of like, eh, it's mid. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for me, I'll probably even give them a C like that. I don't think they really did anything that moved the needle for me. And like Andy Dalton, he's been such a journeyman, journeyman now that like I guess he they just he was just he probably just happened to be outside when they was like, oh, we need a quarterback. Well, he's right there, so we'll see what they do though. Um, let's go with the Chicago Bears. A plus. <laughs> A plus. A plus, man. This is what you this is the perfect time because you know this is really the the recipe for every team that's really trying to either make a make a playoff run or see whatever quarterback that's up for a contract if they're that guy. So it's just like, hey. We're about to make these moves. You got a year or two to prove to us that you deserve, you know, top 10 money. Um, I mean, with like all outside of the the draft picks, which is huge in itself. Um, I mean, they did a lot of solid pickups, picking up uh, Dante Foreman, which I believe would be their backup. I see them taking B. John Robinson. Um, in the draft to be their starting uh, linebacker or starting running back um, since Montgomery is out. Uh, you pick up TJ Edwards, who is a really solid, um, a really solid linebacker, you know, leading uh, tackler for the Philadelphia Eagles last year. 
I mean, he's not – he's an above-average, you know, linebacker. I'm not saying he's something like crazy. But you also get you DJ Moore, a stud wide receiver, to pair, you know, with Claypool and, and Mooney. So now you got the – you got your receiver weapons. So I'm like – and then also another underrated, you know, pickup because of injury and stuff. Like that, Robert Tanya. You you get a tight end like Robert Tanya on your team. So they did just enough on both ends, and not even including what they're about to do in the draft. Um, this is I couldn't picture anything better that they could do. I think they whatever they their ceiling was that they hit that. I give them an A plus as well. I mean. I was I was ecstatic when we did the trade for uh, DJ Moore. Plus, we still have the number nine pick. Uh, I'm talking like I'm picking the Bears over the Cowboys. You should. You should. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, and you know, like <clears throat> uh, like Coach Murph already stated, picking up Tanya and then also having Deontay Foreman as well. Like I'm, I'm really happy to see what's going to happen next year too, especially on the defensive end. We're going to be set for, uh, for at least the uh, next two or three years. So, Fields, it's all on you, my brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean they they're they're clearly just it's enough <laughs> it's enough i mean they really they really didn't do much i mean it, it's just masquerades of stuff i mean uh, i i guess you know i mean you, you i wouldn't say that you know, getting Jimmy G and letting Derek Carr leave is kind of like an upgrade. I feel like that's more just a lateral move. Um, I guess the Jacoby Myers, but you know, I'll give them I'll give them a D minus because of also acquiring Jacoby Myers. I think that is huge to pair somebody like him on the other side of Adams. But I mean their their biggest issue was really their defense and they they really didn't you know attend to that at all so I already gave them an F so (laughs) I signed Garoppolo for 7.5 moving in quicksand like that's that's the Raiders like they look at the list and they made several moves but they're still in the same, you know, they they might get to the same place, then they're going to sink again. They're going to get to the, go back to the play, they're going to sink again. Because it's like, all right, you go, you needed a quarterback, you get Jimmy G, but then you get rid of Waller. So you already got rid of, rid of one of the weapons. And yeah, you, you, you know, that's <clears throat> a good contract. But I'm like, you how are you going to take a weapon from the quarterback that you just gave? Like, and mm-hmm. I mean, Wilder's better at what he does than Jacoby Myers is at what he does. So, and I like Jacoby Myers, but uh, yeah, moving in quicksand. That's the Raiders for me. 
uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, but uh, a B, a B minus, I, I guess. I mean, I I like the Jalen Ramsey pickup. I mean, I I feel like that'd help a bit, but it everything really just falls on, on Tua and his health. So I mean, <clears throat> I'm not too thrilled, but I mean. Always acquiring a a defensive player like like Jalen Ramsey would would be huge for a team like this, a team that could easily put up points because you have Waddle, you have Hill, um, you know you you resign Mostert. I mean, you just got a lot of speed and and threats out there. So having a, another defender out there to also slow down with the team. Uh, you know, a, a B, a B minus. What I do gotta ask though, uh, I mean, and I said the same thing, B minus. I mean, especially like they only to what they they only gave up what a third round pick to get Jalen Ramsey, like that's, yeah. that's a brainer. Um, <clears throat> do y'all believe this rumor about <laughs> not to start the the Tom Brady rumor train again, but? I don't believe it, and also I just don't care. I mean, if he came, if he came back, I, no matter what team he he goes to, if he came back, I feel like he would be just as bad as he was last year. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Uh, we'll stay in the AFC East, New England Patriots. <clears throat> F? F. F. What did they do? Juju? Juju, Mike Jacecki, uh, James Robinson, Jonathan Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh. Is Mac is Mac Mac Jones still the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah F. F. <laughs> I knew y'all was gonna do that for the Patriots. I do it, I do it, I do it. Oh, Juju. Y'all funny, man. Y'all funny. All right, uh, New Orleans Saints. B-plus. They they kept everything intact. I'm glad they were able to get a deal done with Michael Thomas. They had – I mean, they literally was just missing a quarterback. I feel as though that, you know, Derek Carr gives them another, you know, <clears throat> and like a, we all know division – is garbage. I think they are currently sitting as the team to be in the the South, the NFC South. So, I mean, come on, you you got what Carr, Baker, uh, Ritter, and can I forgot who? Oh yeah, Andy Dalton, <laughs> or or maybe they'll go with um, Matt Carroll. But like. They did exactly what they needed to do because that defense isn't going to go away. But they did exactly what they need to do to be like, this is our division. Gotcha. Gotcha. What do you think, Coach K? Yeah. Give him a B plus as well. Um, I honestly just hope they lose because I don't like the Saints and I don't like Derek Carr. I like the Saints because they gave us a, the 10th pick in the draft this year. Shout out to them. 
I um I like the Jamal Williams pickup too. Uh, for the Saints. Yeah, that was it. That that threw me off guard a bit, but I understood it since you know um, Montgomery went to the Lions. I'm like, okay, because when that I saw that first. And I'm just like, wait, so they're going to have Williams be like the third string? I was like, that, y'all don't really like run like that. Y'all more of a pass heavy offense anyway. And then I saw that trade and I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And plus, um, he, he's going to have a lot more opportunity there. So that's what I'm, I'm really curious to see because, I mean, he's a dog. Yeah. He had a really good season last year and, working hard and everything like that. So, yeah, he's one of the players I, I root for. New York Giants. D, not F. No, I was going to say D minus. It's an F. Y'all signed Daniel Jones. It's <laughs> <laughs> a 160 mil. I, I mean, y'all did get Waller. But I guess. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll give him a D plus. A D plus, <laughs> a D, a D plus. Because I mean, as much as I love Waller, I mean, um, we'll see what they do in the draft. If they, it will behoove them to get a wide receiver, uh, because you need somebody to kind of like pull some, pull the defense away from Waller in the middle. So, we'll, we'll give them a, a D. D plus, I guess, but that that Daniel Jones and then franchising That's Saquon, boy, stop. I I give him <clears throat> I give him a D plus. Plus, Same. all right, all right. Let's go. let's go with the other New York team. Assuming we know this Rodgers deal is going to get done, it's just a matter of when. So, uh, the New York Jets. A. I mean, they were a good team as is. They're literally a quarterback away. You got the defense. You got the offensive weapon. You just need a competent quarterback. And um, I feel as though that, you know, people might have a little bad taste of their mouth about Aaron Rodgers with the Packers this year. But, I mean, if he goes to the Jets, he actually wants to be there. So, And I mentioned this last week. So it's going to be that, you know, you you play better, you do better when you're somewhere that you actually want to be and not just being with the Packers because it's comfortable and convenient. So um, I'll give them an A-plus, you know, barring that deal gets done. If the deal don't get done, that's an F because you wasted your time and you had multiple quarter because you just needed a competent quarter. You would have got Jimmy G. And made some moves. You could have got Derek Carr, who y'all said we could win a Super Bowl with you. Mm-hmm. But y'all wanted to go all in on Aaron Rodgers. I understand that it's Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> but I'm not going all in on him. Especially, I mean, look what they got seven wins, rotating three quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Derek Carr would be fine there. Because you're not asking much. They got the, <laughs> their defense is one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. And and that that seven wins is in a you know that that's in a division with um with the Bills and the Dolphins. Yep. And the Patriots. 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 Man, get get out of here with that. 
but 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 that's exactly what I'm saying though. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I give them an A. They locked up Lazard. Um also I, I give them an A and I hope they get Rodgers and I hope they lose because I, I'm sick of it. I know, I know, I don't care. Oh, I you know. want everybody to lose. That's crazy. <laughs> you literally the, the they need to do a, a do a a re or like a revamp the the player the player hater ball again and you should just be like the star <laughs> of it. You'll just you'll just replace you'll replace Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so well, Coach Murph, as the as the the show's Eagles fan, is there anything that you wanted to say about the moves that y'all did? <clears throat> Mariota sucks, boy. How do you get somebody that quits on this team? Like, come on, man. I'll give us. I said like, I'm gonna give us. A, I'll give us an A, barring with everything that we that we you know had to lose. You pretty much keep your defense intact. We we lost Kyvier White. We lost Hargrave. We lost uh we'll probably lose CJ Garner Johnson, but um I mean you got Darius Slayback. We did pick up Greedy Greedy Williams, which is good. Um you got Bradbury back. I Nicobe Dean um will step into one of the linebackers spots so I have a lot of faith in. Um and then with the tenth and um 30th pick, I think technically, because Miami doesn't have their pick this year, but whatever pick. Um, second to last pick in the first round, you can you can go a multitude of ways. So, and then I also like the the penny pickup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give a quick shout out to, to my Steelers. Really? Getting Patrick. <laughs> Getting Patrick Peterson on that defense, um, that definitely helps out. But you know, I'm not I'm not putting a lot of stock into that. But I think it was a it was a move in the right direction for for a, a good defense to get better having him back there. So, and a shout out. I think uh, one of the biggest moves was uh, Cincinnati getting Orlando Brown from Kansas City. Absolutely, <clears throat> yeah. the last piece they need for the puzzle. Yes, like maybe Joe Burrow can stay upright this season now, um, more consistently. So see, we'll see how that works. That should work really well for them. I know the Chiefs have got some offensive pieces, uh, offensive line pieces, also through this period. So we'll see if they end up missing him or not. Um, but yeah, yeah, I want I want to know what y'all think about uh, <clears throat> how the 49ers are going to look next year. Oh yeah, they they had a they had a really good off season, um, but all of that really depends on what Trey Lance looked like. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, from the little time he played, I mean, he didn't look super impressive. But I mean, it's not like there's much he has to do with the defense like that and how heavy they are in the run game. Um. But I, I think 
I don't think much is going to change. I don't see them make it to the Super Bowl. They probably could. I mean, I think they could make another, you know, conference championship run. But yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Philly is still my favorite. Yeah, I, they're definitely the favorite in the NFC for sure. Yeah, they should be. They should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna close the show up. Uh, had to spend your money this weekend, so. Hey, uh, Coach Coach JP three, could I just could I just give a rundown on the grade that I get, I have for Dallas? Oh boy. <laughs> oh man, dang! I, I thought we was gonna make it. Man, I really did too. I was like, oh, maybe he forgot. <laughs> Oh no, I didn't forget. Dallas, <clears throat> they get a D for defense. And they also get a D for being dumbasses as well. <laughs> we actually got worse. <laughs> oh, they get worse. That's the funny. Y'all literally got worse. the ball, and we're gonna be the third best defense in the NFC. Thank you guys. Oh, also, uh, man, Noah Brown went to the worst team in in the in in the NFL. I don't blame you at all, bro. <laughs> Thanks for your services, uh, Zeke. That's all. The crazy thing is, like, Dak was throwing a lot of passes to Noah Brown this season, and nope. past season, it's like, who are you gonna throw to now? <laughs> they're, they're gonna they're gonna rely on on Tolbert. Jeez. They're going to give that – because he'll get more opportunities and see, you know. But we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. <laughs> We're going – that's going to rely on the other team to catch the ball like they did last year. Well, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, but getting Stephon Gilmore, I mean, maybe they'll get some some more defensive touchdown. Yeah. Or like some short fields and then just like put the ball in uh, in the hands of the running back. Man, get Pollard some some touches. Yeah. Instead of losing like twenty one to six, we'll probably lose like probably like twelve to six. <laughs> lose by three points instead of like two touchdowns. Go defense. Good. <laughs> oh boy, the Cowboys are going to be a very interesting team to be to cover. All this foolishness. Uh, so they're gonna finally, after seven years, they're gonna build around Dak Prescott. <laughs> just have all your receivers wear the opposing team's jersey. You'll be just <laughs> <laughs> you gotta trick Dak into throwing the ball to the right person. <laughs> and lead the league in touchdown passes. The, the 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 biggest total since Tom Brady. When he had Randy Moss in 07. <laughs> Look like you put the team jersey on. Uh, all right, all right Coach Burke, what you got for us this week on the bet tip? Listen, man, we got the Lakers tonight. Uh, you know, you got <clears throat> AD will be back. They need to fix up that, that blunder they had against Houston because that was embarrassing even though they didn't have AD for that game. Mind you, actually, on that topic, for y'all to be this late in the season to make, like, this playoff push, 
I don't care if it's a back to back. I don't care if it's a back to back to back. You could play at least fifteen to twenty minutes. Thank you. Like, how much do you? How much do you really care? Y'all have no bigs. Nope. Mo Bamba is actually hurt and out, and you just need to rest. Mm-hmm. Go put up. You put fifteen twenty minutes. You'll be all right. An active recovery day. That's what we call it. But of course, it's the AD. This is the one that, you know, Coach Pace wanted to stand up for over Kawhi. I bet you Kawhi would have played in that game. Uh, it's sad with Kawhi playing more basketball than Anthony Davis right now. Like, <laughs> oh, for real. Nah, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my point is like, because people were, you know, like, oh, well, you know, he is scheduled to rest or like you should be, you should play. And I'm like, yeah, like he don't have to play the whole game. Like, you know, it's Houston, right? So he don't need to play the whole game. He just need to play some minutes to, to get it to just to get him a victory, you know, just strategically place him with the game. Like, and that's, I think that's the problem with this whole low management thing is that it's a complete like opposite end of the spectrum type of treatment. Either you, you play your regular minutes or you don't play at all. And I'm like, nah, there's a middle ground here. Like, just play them limited minutes. That way they're still active, you know, moving their body, like you said, active recovery. Um, and they're not tightening up and all that kind of stuff. And they're still contributing. The fans who bought tickets to watch you play are watching you play just in limited minutes. Right, so everybody gets what they want. Instead, you go sit out, and if they lose, if they lose by like one game, I'm I'm gonna laugh so hard. If they lose, like if they get knocked out of the playing, like eligibility because of one game, oh man, I'm gonna be dying on the floor laughing. It would. It's all the time, man. This is this is the guy they want to take over for Brian. He ain't ready. <laughs> Take over what? Uh, exactly. Take off. Take over one of the bench seats, probably. Um, I also got at for two Saturday games. I took the Pacers uh, over the Sixers and the Knicks over the Nuggets. Mm, upset alert, right there. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's March, baby. It's March. Listen, if Fairleigh Dickinson can get a win, the Knicks sure can get a win. <clears throat> I can't believe that. I can't believe Purdue. I'm gonna be really upset about this like the whole night. Messed up. Not, I gotta I gotta hit up one of my homegirls that's a huge Purdue fan. I'm gonna go like, So that's how y'all do it, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's how y'all do. Man. Well, we hope you had a good time. We sure did. Uh, appreciate y'all stepping to the coach's box and we'll highlight y'all next week with more March Madness, more NFL moves, and of course, more NBA talk. So have a blessed weekend. Peace, y'all.